Hey, Don. Hello, Zach. This week, Sports Illustrated had an interesting article about ninja warrior training. This is the sort of sport, I think we can call it a sport, where people have to do tons of different like exercises with their arms, a lot of them like hanging from bars and the salmon ladder and stuff like that. And it was sort of an interesting article just about the rise of this sport, sort of where it's going. And here's the best paragraph I read. Inside the repurposed warehouse, human super balls fling themselves from unwieldy plastic rings and bars suspended from steel scaffolding, while others scurry up the trio of towering curved, better known as warped, walls looming in the corner, the tallest of which stands a foreboding 14 feet, 8 inches. On the rear wall, there is a pegboard navigated by ninjas who insert and hang from wooden rods along a jagged course of holes. And besides that hangs a homemade wooden salmon ladder, which a ninja ascends by dangling from a horizontal metal pole and heaving it up a series of vertical grooves. The kids, many of whom aren't quick to make eye contact with strangers and are prone to slump shoulders, seem to double in size in that room. They laugh and quite literally bounce off the walls. And Don, the article just goes on to talk about Ninja Warrior, sort of its rise, where it is in our society, and also as an alternative sport for a lot of kids that don't necessarily want to play team sports. What do you think of the article, and what do you think about Ninja Warrior training? Oh, brought back good memories. Uh, we had a ninja. Uh, we had a ninja birthday party for the boys. We belonged to a ninja gym briefly. Um, everybody was in in our family and uh, jumping up work walls and stuff. In fact, I think I have plans for a warped wall and a salmon ladder. I was going to build in our backyard. Never got to it though. We kind of moved on to the next thing. But it is fantastic. Lots of fun. A great family bonding experience to watch and to train for. Uh, it's all good. Your experience sounds like the experience of a lot of the families they interviewed in the article where all of a sudden you had these kids that were just interested or really good at doing chin-ups and pull-ups and really hard upper body strength sort of activities. And like you, they started building stuff in their backyards or in their basements. And some of them even started opening up their own Ninja Warrior training gyms. You said that you were a part of a gym for a while. Were you allowed just to sort of go whenever you wanted, or did you compete in competitions? Whenever it was open, we'd go there, and the boys would uh, run up the warp wall and do the salmon ladder and lots of rings and so forth. It was a neat place to go, especially in a cold Michigan winter, and it was a lot of fun for a while there. It closed down due to financial mismanagement, but we weren't traveling like the people in the article who are going to competitions and so forth. We discussed it, but then decided we'll just want to focus on getting up that warp wall. <laughs> I noticed that maybe 10, 15 years ago, more and more like gymnastics places had a ninja section where people could do a ninja class instead of like a traditional gymnastics class. But I've noticed in the last three to five years, even in my area, more and more of these sorts of just ninja only kind of places that have opened up. And I wonder, a part of me wonders if we've sort of reached like peak Ninja Warrior training places. I mean, I, how many do we need? It depends on what people are willing to pay and how many people are willing to show up. But like all gyms, it's really paid for by the people that pay the monthly fee but don't go. And then there's the few that actually go, and that's how gyms make money. They hurt during the pandemic pretty bad. Oh, I, I've got to assume. But the clientele also seems quite young. 
and therefore they need rides. They need their parents to do that and get them there. Although maybe the parents want to get the kids out of the house and therefore maybe these kids are actually using their memberships more. Well, it's a win-win because parents want to feel like their kids are active and doing the right thing. And when you're at the Ninja Warrior thing, they're being physically active and building skills and strength. You feel good like about yourself as a parent. Maybe they sell coffee there. Even better. The thing I've noticed, and we've been to a birthday party at one of these places, and then one of these places was just trying to like drum up business. So they were giving you a free trial of the gym and we went and my kids had a great time and it was actually really fun to see uh your kids get up sort of like the shorter of the warped walls or you know kind of accomplish one of the obstacles the thing i sort of noticed though was the real lack of like safety mats it seemed like just kind of a dangerous place where a kid could get hurt the quote-unquote sort of instructors just kind of seemed like Guys in their early 20s with a ton of uh, great body strength that were really good at doing like the salmon ladder, but not necessarily maybe trained in medical aid. And I sort of was amazed that a place like this could just go on. I was curious about how the liability works for one of these things. You signed a waiver, right? I think. I, I must have. I must have. Oh, I'm sure there's a lot of waivers. Yeah, they like they expect people at the emergency room. We have a friend that uh, runs the... Uh emergency room at a major hospital near here. And yeah, they expect people coming in with broken elbows, broken arms. It happens all the time. Right. And that's, I guess, different in a world where it seems like all we do is continue to put bubble wrap around everything. These Ninja Warrior places are, you know, concrete grounds and uh, lots of just sort of heavy things and, and things for kids to hang on. At the same time, is it sort of like the old jungle gym on the playground and that strangely a, a kid will only sort of be able to accomplish it if they can accomplish it. And if they can't, they, they maybe don't get hurt as often as we think they might. Oh yeah. Well, one of our kids was the king of the monkey bars and he'd have blisters on his hands all the time because he'd spend the entire recess on the monkey bars. I mean, he wasn't even allowed to do the things he could do during school. He had to wait till after school to jump four bars or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's um, it's a lot of fun and a little bit of that is danger, a little bit of that is building skill. I don't know if we uh, threaded the gauntlet there because we had no major injuries, but it was, everybody had a lot of fun and developed some athleticism and built some skills. And that's what I think we did so many different activities. Kids probably did five different sports and Ninja Warrior being one of them. And it was just more and more different things and learning how to move your body. And that's all good stuff. I mean, I took away from the article that kids are doing more physical activity and building skill and strength and for the most part, it's been a great experience outside of some less than savory individuals. I agree with you. I, I, you know, there was just something I kept thinking about of in the world that we have today, where it seems like youth sports, especially the team sports, are more competitive than ever. And in some ways, you could argue maybe kids are dropping out of these sports faster than ever because maybe they just don't feel like they have a sense of accomplishment. Ninja Warrior stuff seems like it's a really good alternative to kids just to get out and move and be physically fit. And in some ways, I think a lot of people are impressed when they see a kid master a salmon ladder or, you know, can do 20 pull-ups and stuff like that because most people can't do those things. Oh, yeah. I was actually talking to my high school coach yesterday who's been the great Don Sleeman's been coaching for over 50 years 
And he said the kids that are coming up right now, they're so weak in the lower legs because they just haven't done anything. They haven't done physical activity growing up. And then when they try to run, they fall apart. And Ninja Warrior is the opposite of that. It's people developing strength and moving their bodies and becoming good at using coordination and skill. That's fantastic. I'm not sure I'm a huge fan of traveling nationwide to compete in these things. But if that's what the family's doing together and uh, working together, that that's fine with me too. Well, and you bring it up that, of course, like any youth sport, uh, the parents have to jump in. And all of a sudden now it's not just, hey, we just go to our local gym and have fun, but now we're competing. And now uh, there's a ranking system and there's different leagues and there's prizes. Uh, and all of a sudden, like social media attention has gotten onto some of this stuff. And it's kind of amazing how you can take sort of this niche uh, activity and and turn it into every other uh, youth sport out there. Oh, yeah. And it's uh, another way to uh, try to give your kid an advantage and make them feel better about themselves. And that's a nice way of saying it. And I think maybe another way of thinking about it is it's uh, parents seeking their own glory through uh, athletics once again. But uh Overall, I think it's more good than bad. But yes, certainly it's leaning towards this centered uh, activity centered on money and competition. The article sort of brought up an interesting kind of question. A lot of this sport is because of the popularity of the show American Ninja Warrior. Uh, I assume your family watched that when it was, uh, it still is on, but I assume you guys watched it when your kids were younger. Oh, for a long time. That was one of our favorites. Yeah. And they sort of though brought up this question of, is this just like a reality show or is this actually a sport? And is it just something with kind of like cool tricks or is this something that actually is, is competitive worthy? Do you have a thought on that? Well, I think it's competitive worthy. I don't think it's absolutely uh, um, meritocracy where the best athletes win. It seems like you need a good backstory to really build your story and build your uh, <laughs> um, your effort to get on the prime time. But overall, I think it's a neat activity and uh, something that is allowing kids to get more active. We'd watch it, and then the kids would want to do push-ups and pull-ups. All right, great. We have pull-up bars in our garage, partially as a result of this. Do you think though it's more of a exhibition than than a sport, or could it could this actually be a sport? In the article, they talked about how they're trying to apply to become a part of the Olympics, and of course, the Olympics at this point are so desperate for TV ratings that they're trying to quote unquote modernize the game. We saw like skateboarding in the last Olympics, so they're actually considering kind of human obstacle course. But is it a sport, or is it just something that looks good on TV? I think it's something that looks good on TV and it's a good activity, but so are many other things. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, being in a bowling league where you interact with many people and build companionship and a, perform a skill, that's great. I'm not sure it's a sport. I don't necessarily want the Olympics. I'm pretty conservative in that. I want the Olympics to be track and field and shouldn't swimming be in the Winter Olympics? I've, I mean, you and I have talked about this. Anything indoors, I think, should be a winter Olympic sport. Maybe we could get rid of skiing then. Yeah, get rid of skiing and just have winter Olympics being basketball and swimming. Volleyball, handball, and a lot of other fencing. And the, they're all indoors. 
yeah hey we can have then we can fit our uh niche of uh having people that are attractive in small outfits there in the summer olympics we have track and field that's what matters there you go but then here's my question is this is a sport that's got a lot of running jumping pulling being strong would you say there's any correlation to this maybe should just be a track and field event obstacle running or something I think it's a fairly niche activity where you have uh, the skill is core and upper body strength with athleticism and endurance. And it's a neat activity, but I mean, you can take anything and just narrow it down to the person that's going to have the most advantage and you'll find that person. So American Ninja Warrior, if we make it an Olympic sport or a big deal, then yeah, we'll have some men and women with short little legs and really strong upper bodies and they'll be good at this thing and that'll be great, but it'll just advantage that group of people. And then we'll have some swimmers with short torsos with long torsos and short legs and also have lots of strength. Like it's just, it, it, it fits to whatever the requirements are. And then people try to cater their talents to that thing. And it just goes on and on and on. But would you be upset if all of a sudden in the middle of the, the track field, somebody's doing Ninja Warrior for a gold medal? I wouldn't be upset, but I wouldn't be impressed either. No, not at all? No, do an activity. Dude, there's a lot of track and field events. Pick one. Well, but this would just be the next one. I mean, kind of like decathlon or something like that, or just obstacle running. We got the the run walk uh, you know, race that they do. It just seems like this would maybe fit right in there of physically fit people doing some sort of a hard race. Pole kind vault. Like steeplechase. No, no, do pole vault. If you're a ninja warrior, do pole vault. You'll probably be good at pole vault. That's true. Or pole vault. And then you got to land, you know, connect to some like monkey bars as you're falling back or something. If you can do pole vault, if you can do a ninja warrior really well, I'm sure you'd be a good pole vaulter, but that also takes precision, skill, time, and energy. And also you need a coach. And that's a big difference with Ninja Warrior stuff. It seems like you get a gym membership and you can just build and build and build. Whereas uh, other things need a support system and elite coaches that know what they're doing. Oh, that's an interesting point. Well, I, I was going to ask you, like, I have been somebody, you mentioned that like kids today don't have a lot of like leg strength or just a lot of like agility with their legs. And, you know, I would definitely say that like, I think kids today play a lot less tag and just play a lot less just games outside where they're having to run around and cut and move in a lot of different ways, probably leading to why their legs aren't very built. I feel like I had some decent kind of, I guess, uh, leg strength or agility as a kid. Had terrible, terrible upper body though. I could barely do a push-up. I could never climb rope in gym class. Uh, they always like had this like rope on the floor that you had to like pull yourself on if you couldn't climb the rope. And just, <laughs> oh, you know, God. your back just got covered in dust and dirt by the time you were done. And so <laughs> terrible arm strength. How would you coach somebody to start getting ready for Ninja Warrior stuff? Like, is it, do you got to just start hanging, you know, start doing chin-ups until, uh, until you can do 10 of them? Or like, how do you even begin training or something like this? Well, I think first of all, somebody has got to, be a proper body weight for their size and not have additional weight that's dragging them down. Then you could start working on the core strength and then the upper body strength and developing that and the precision. I, I wasn't great in the gym rope climb either, but my younger son's a machine because he just loved the monkey bars and he just lived on the monkey bars because he had fun doing it. So if you, once again, 
if you find something that is fun and that you're good at, you're going to do it all the time. So if you can find a way for it to be fun for some kid to do this stuff, I bet they'll get good at it. They'll develop the upper body strength, the coordination, and they'll do better. It seems like gym classes across America like got rid of the rope climb. I mean, I remember that <laughs> being a major part of elementary gym class was kids climbing rope like once a week, it seemed like. And now I don't know if it's a liability issue. They've gotten rid of it. It is kind of amazing to think like, I don't even know if there were mats back in the day, but nobody <laughs> fell. Yeah, yeah. I, I do remember that a lot. I, I've seen my son do it, my younger son and my older son do it at, at the CrossFit gym we used to belong to. But uh, I don't know if they've ever done it in school. I doubt it. Like one, one thing I was thinking about is because this is a sport or activity, however you want to define it, that does require so much core and upper body strength. And I'm sure leg strength as well. Shouldn't the U.S. military be promoting this or shouldn't our government be promoting this as a better way to do physical fitness in schools? I mean, you know, you see those statistics where I don't know, is like one in is it one in three or is it 50 percent of all American youth are not fit for like military duty if they were ever called to be in the military because they're so out of shape? it seems like maybe this is an answer to getting people in shape. And this is the kind of shape that military would want people to be in, right? Well, yes and no. I mean, you and I talked about this already because they, what well, we didn't podcast on it. We talked about it. You and I about the changing military standards and uh, the easier physical fitness tests that the military uses now, but they still show up at the high school, with the pull-up bar. And that's how they recruit people to the military. Really. They need coders. They need nerds. They don't necessarily need just people with a lot of upper body strength, but that's how they recruit. So yeah, would they like people with this kind of strength? Absolutely. But what they really need are people to write the code and fight the Chinese hackers. That's true. But, but you still just need to have a certain number of boots on the ground. And it just seems like these guys or the Ninja Warrior kind of things just seem like they would fit really well in the military. And I just wonder if maybe they should be buying every school a salmon ladder or something like that across America. Uh, you know, we're going to have your, your salmon ladder competition and we're going to go around zoom and watch every school do it. And it's brought to you by the American military. It seems like it's a win for them. Yeah. Why not? I mean, I like it and it's not just guys, the girls are amazing at it as well. And it's a pretty equal gender activity in that they have boys and girls events. And I guess that leaves out people that are kind of in between. But yes, I'm all on board. I want more physical fitness tests and whatnot, but I, I don't see we're going in that direction. No. If anything, though, I did wonder about should public schools have a Ninja Warrior team? And I was thinking about our own high school where the powerlifting team really seems like it's got a lot of boys and girls that want to be on it and want to lift and you know, individual sport, a chance just to kind of, uh, you know, beat your own personal best. And it seems like it's a really popular activity. I would assume Ninja Warrior would be a popular activity if we had it as a school sport. Well, you're right about powerlifting. I, I imagine there'd be a good amount of people in Ninja Warrior. I don't know. It's pretty hard. It's not, it's a, you have to have the right balance of body mass and strength. And that's not one that's easy to find. So uh, I bet the kids that are good at Ninja Warrior are probably doing other already established sports. Yeah, that, that's true. Or they're training in gymnastics gyms and stuff like that. But I don't know. Just seems like another way to maybe reach kids 
and give them different opportunities. I always just kind of think about how pretty much the same sports that schools offer are the same sports we offered in the 1960s. And let's face it, preferences and, and tastes have changed. And you you see a lot of kids that are really good on skateboards or rollerblades or, or Ninja Warrior. Maybe we should be offering those sorts of things. Well, there's several schools in our area that didn't offer a baseball team this year. They just couldn't get it together. Oak Park, Ferndale, these are big cities with a lot of people in them. They couldn't put together a baseball team this year. So maybe we need to reallocate our resources and focus on ones that people are more interested in. Maybe this is the death of baseball. I don't know. Maybe baseball is just an upper-class thing. It seems like the best players don't come from upper-class America. You do make a good point about some of these sports that you're right. It costs a lot of money to play them. Or I would just argue that, you know, with the rise of travel club sport activities, people quickly uh, matriculate away from the parks and rec experience. And therefore, if, if those things die, then, hey, maybe you've got kids in areas that can't afford to do a club team. And therefore, they just kind of stop playing because there's just not the opportunities there. Yeah, or they've pursued up this ladder of uh, intensity that made it undesirable. Yeah, that's true. So you're in on Ninja Warrior becoming an Olympic sport, but not if it takes away from a diff- uh, a traditional Olympic sport. Hey, let's have this over ping pong. I'm all in. <laughs> well, I was thinking like, do you I, think-, I think? I think if you're going to add a sport, you got to take away a sport. Oh, I don't like that. Oh, I love it. Let's uh, let's add ballroom dancing and cut out fencing. You know, only rich people can do fencing. Cut it out. The best athletes don't do fencing. Let's let's add one to Nate to take away one. See, I, that's the part I don't understand about the Olympics in general is why they 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 do follow that policy. But like, I don't know if you have a lot of people in the world that do these things. Like, why not just have the Olympics be the ultimate event for these things? Uh, but what then you add wrong? something like handball, which they only, which is like a team sport they play in Europe, and all the Europeans love it, and no Americans even know what it is. So then we add it, and like nobody cares. But I guess that's the way swimming is. There's only three nations that care about swimming: it's U.S., Australia, France, and oh, maybe Japan too. And yet we have these big swimming championships. And oh my God, look, the United States won over France, Australia, and Japan. Right. Well, and that's that's kind of my point of like, you're like, well, America doesn't play handball, therefore the sport doesn't matter. Like, but to the Germans, it probably does. Yeah, fair enough. But let's have like, let's just have a reasonable amount. Let's not everybody. Well, or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe everybody feels good. The Germans feel good. We won handball. Great, good. Go, go, go do your thing, your handball thing. And the Americans are like, we won swimming. Nobody else cares about it. Great, great, whatever. Okay. I don't see a lot of Kenyan swimmers or Jamaican swimmers. I bet there's somebody in Kenya or Jamaica that can swim. I I just, I don't have a problem if I see Ninja Warrior on there. Add in ballroom, add in the the eSports are trying to become an Olympic No, thing, right? trash, trash, trash. I, I mean, I don't know. Get rid of golf. I mean, women's softball, which is definitely a very legitimate sport, but America is so dominant that, like, I don't even, I think we just pitched shutouts the whole Olympics, basically. Like, so there's some competitive issues, but... I don't know. I think this would be one that could be internationally represented. And uh, and maybe you tell every country you get to submit one person to be in this event. That'd be interesting. People would li- like watching it. I mean, as long as we have the uh, same broadcasters that do the American Ninja Warrior show, which make it so exciting. 
<laughs> well, they said that basically the Olympics, the one thing they were intrigued by the sport was that they were like, well, we'll just shoot it and, and televise it like they do on American Ninja Warrior. And they're like, ooh, that's really good production value because that apparently is now what the Olympics are most interested in is the TV production value. Hey, you got to pay the bills somehow. Well, it, but it makes me think of like, is this just sort of like the American Gladiators? You remember that TV show where like, yeah, yeah, you, you like they they would like shoot the tennis balls at the guy that had to run through the lobstacle course or like tackle each other. They joust and like as a kid, I watched it and it seemed like a big deal, but it was more of a reality TV sport than it really was a sport. And that kind of goes back to Ninja Warrior. Is it really a sport? I'd say Gladiators are halfway between Ninja Warrior and the WWE. <laughs> you're right there was there was it was like zap and gemini and nitro and gemini was good on that joust yeah i i i could definitely watch the assault all day long where they had those tennis balls being shot at them for a while and then they had a little rocket launcher they try to hit the target i always thought that was an amazing event i do remember watching it and being enamored with it that should have been the olympics (laughs) <laughs> it should have i mean you know i, I don't know it, why not let's see if the russian can... the russian groups got wagner military out there trying to really pick people off oh yeah that'd be great that would be interesting though if like the you know the americans were shooting the tennis balls at the chinese but then they get to have their turn like i don't know you want to get people waving flags and getting patriotic that and of course we've already talked about it you got to bring back that tug of war <laughs> Well, I guess final question then is, okay, 20 years from now, do you think we're going to be seeing more Ninja Warrior or do you think this sport is, we maybe we're currently in peak Ninja Warrior. They even said that like American Ninja Warrior TV ratings are down by the millions. And therefore, is this just a passing fad? This is going to go away like roller skating. Yes. Okay, so you think it's gone. Yeah, it's going. I mean, there'll still be a core group that sticks with it, but there's still people who fly in model airplanes. So, I mean, it's just a small niche group and uh, it'll continue on. Okay, fair enough. Do you think to increase viewership or to get people to come back, what they really need to do is turn these courses into like a Super Mario kind of course for humans where there's like flames that go on a a set like... (laughs) you know, click, there's like actual pits you can fall through. Um, you know, maybe things are coming at you horizontal, like tennis balls. Uh, I, I don't know. I wondered if like, if maybe like a human Mario course might get people also interested. Fill that water landing spot under the rings with piranha. Yeah. <laughs> you could definitely get more people into it. Uh, it, it would be so, not something for children anymore. No one wants to see an 11 year old fall into the pit of piranhas. That's true. That's true. Well, I don't know. It was an interesting article. I definitely have seen Ninja Warrior training for the last 10 years, and I've never seen anybody write about it. And it was just kind of fun to kind of connect the dots of my experience and see the article and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, it's a good time. Well, Don, it's been a pleasure talking to you this week. I look forward to talking with you next week. Absolutely, Zach. Have a good one. Take care.